Men have their own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This yes. is the Battle Podcast. What up, man? Welcome to the back. I'm your host, Boom. I'm your Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? What up, John? Where's the camera? Where's the banner at? Banner. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> You're always late to the potty, dude. Oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> Why are you always late to the potty, bro? Huh? You that guy? That's bullshit! Yeah. It's you know what it is? <laughs> he... I figured Mike out. He's always late to the potty, but he always brings the beer. Oh yeah, I haven't done it recently. Yeah, you're no, right. Main of beer. You're in. The, you're in the rears no in the beer right beer. now, dude. You're in the rears yeah. with the beers. Yep. I'll have to get the next one. Main ain't got no beer. No beer. No Slacker. beer for the main. Slacker. That's what I should have brought. I should have brought some main beer for when I was back in Maine. You know, that would have been dude, nice. Should have brought not... some shipyard, dude. Listen. Shipyard. I've had some shipyard. You Pumpkin guys ain't head. famous for beer up there. Let me tell you. Yes, they are. Hell, they are. You guys, they got summer ale, <laughs> they got their own summer ale. Not just some of finest lager, Sammy Adams, baby. Uh, get some Ling Ling from Boston. I'm your daddy from Boston. <laughs> I do like the Oktoberfest beers they come out with. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went on a tour one time, I was up there in Boston. Oh, did my, you really? With Bobby, a little shout out to my brother Bobby. What's Bobby. up, Bobby? Bobby. Bobby? New father, he just had a son. He's I got time. He's, he's got time. He's got time, guy. Yeah, he's got time. All right, <laughs> guy's forty-four years old, just had a baby. Yeah, I got <laughs> you know, time. He's, he's got, got time. time. Yeah. He's got time. I think you're running out of time, brother. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we went up to Sam Samuel Adams, the little the brewery up there. Uh -huh. We went on this tour and everything, and at the end. After you do the tour, they take you in this room, and then they they bring you in. They give you some Oktoberfest and everything, and uh, they're asking people, you know, who's tried this one and who's tried that one. I, I don't think there was a friggin' beer one that my brother didn't try. <laughs> I, I like mean, him. Who tried the blueberry frost? Oh, that was me. Who who tried the maple <laughs> syrup? Whatever. You know, he's over there. Oh, that was me. And so try uh, everything once. Jay. We went in there and had that Oktoberfest, and I'm not a big, you know, beer drinker, and neither my buddy Malowin, he was with us too. My buddy Sean, shout out to him too. But uh, he he wasn't big, so Bobby drank the two pitches we had all by himself. <laughs> Poor oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, I know. Hey, forty three years old with a baby. Damn right, you'll be drinking oh, like that. I tell you, like that Sam Adams cherry wheat is probably one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, this guy, he has a tradition. My brother, he'll come and visit, and what he does is he he gets his beer right, and he gets the you know the 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 the, the bottle caps. You got to use a bottle cap opener on. Mm -hmm. And he's got this little joke he plays with my wife, who she doesn't find it too funny, but he does. He leaves his bottle caps everywhere. <laughs> he'll put them in her tool bags. He'll put them in the kitchen. I mean, he just sticks them in all these different uh, I places. I can see where Candy would not find that uh, amusing. <laughs> so, so he decided one year he was going to put some Sam Adams maple or whatever it is in the freezer because he was going to make it cold. <laughs> uh, and forgot about oh, it. Let's see how this ends. Friggin' beer exploded all over oh, our freezer. Oh, my garage. goodness. Oh, yeah. So I come around the corner and Candy's out in the garage. She's all I hear is saying, your friggin' brother, your brother. <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? She goes, he left a stinking beer in the freezer. I'm like, hey, accidents happen. You know what I mean? Oh, so no. usually when wow. bottle caps are left at your house, that's because they literally just fell out of my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> they left at my Not house. Not on my purpose. Brother plants them. <laughs> yeah, we got to have Bobby on when he comes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll but be yeah, back he somehow. He's got time. Bouncing baby boy, little Tommy. Oh. 
Oh. Amerigo Durham. Well, Shout congratulations. Amerigo. Oh, Where'd that Amer- come from? Well, his wife's name is Am- Yeah. Yeah, congrats, Bobby. Bobby. Got time, but, guy. But his wife's name is Amerika, and she was named after her grandfather, whose mm-hmm. name is Americo. Okay, cool. So we said we're going to start calling baby Rico. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, like Uncle Rico. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn right now, guys. I don't know if I'm going to go with Tommy Gunn. Uncle Rico. <laughs> Uncle Rico. <laughs> or, 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 or baby Rico. Baby you Rico know, can throw a football yeah. over those mountains. Man. You know it. Baby. Half a mile, quarter mile, baby. Shout out, <laughs> Shout out to Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Dumb movie, but still funny. It was so stupid, it was good. <laughs> yes. I, I, Dude, I, I watched it twice, and it was dumber the second time I yeah. watched it. You're not wrong. <laughs> I didn't get through it get the first time. Get your own thoughts. <laughs> yeah, they were like, all the youth, the other kids in the youth group at the church like, man, you got to see this movie. It's so funny. So Candy and I went out and bought it. Instead of renting it, we bought it there and, and watched it, looking at each other, going like, what the hell are we watching? Oh, man. You got to admit, though, when, when he knocks him off the bicycle with Pedro. the football, oh, yeah. it's hysterical. Well, he throws a stake at him, too. That was the stake, cool. yeah. Pedro for president. That's yeah. it. Pedro. Yeah. So I'm going to pick a cake. <laughs> yeah. Speaking for of men Pedro, who died quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Why do men Watch suffer that. in silence? <laughs> Why do men suffer in silence? That's a that's a really good question. Man. Speak to Uncle Rico. Yeah. I was trying to do the transition. Nope. Uh, it's my job now. With, si- with silence, but it didn't work very well, did it? Mike, stick to the stats you don't do. Don't <laughs> try taking raise to job. the sounds of silence. Uh, yeah, you know, when you try to transition a, a show about silence in silence, didn't come through too well on the radio. I see the point you were trying to drive home, Ray. That was, was really tough it, for you. If right? there was ever a moment that you showed your red neckanisms, it was right now. <laughs> trying to help our listeners appreciate silence by being quiet on a podcast. <laughs> it was great. Wow. On, it was great on TV, but yeah, radio don't work too well. Real men of genius. <laughs> Real oh, men yeah. of genius. Hold on, here's Fritz you, to do Mr. Fritz Quiet does an man amazing, on the podcast. Fritz does an amazing job. Mr. Fritz, go ben for it. Die in silence. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Here goes to those men that die in silence. Uh, yeah. Like like Mikey said, today's uh, episode is on men die quietly. You know, it's it's not funny, but it is kind it of is funny a, that we, no, we start not. off our podcast with you know with being humorous and joking around and everything, but this guys is a very serious topic. Yeah. And uh, really and truly, it's it's really heartbreaking when you think about it because men do tie quietly. Mm-hmm. They And we're not talking physically. We're talking internally. And one of the terms that I like to use a lot of times is, is they shrink. Um, you know, men tend to have a tendency to shrink. They pull back. And they pull back within themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they find, and we've talked about it here in this podcast before, hiding places. And... Most men aren't very vocal, and they don't tell you what's going on inside of them. No, they just tend to stew. Not only just stew, but they just tend to rot from the inside out. Well, that's what I mean is that you internalize it all. So when everybody asks, hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, from a young age, we're taught, figure it out. Make it happen. It's on you. It's your responsibility. Don't show weakness. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, don't show weakness. Whatever you do, don't get exposed. And and I think as men, we, we take that too literal. Mm-hmm. Or would that be literally? Well, and that could also be the biggest fear as men. Yeah. Is exposure. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think about shrinking, you know, like uh, 
saran wrap, you know, you shrink down very small. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I think a lot of times it's, it's men have been told so often to suppress feelings that when it comes to dealing with them, they don't know how to figure, they can't deal with them. They don't know how to express themselves. Yep. And so John, I was going to, I was going to bring up something exposure. I didn't even think of this before the show, but uh, I'm on this show because I reached out to you guys when I was suffering in silence, when I moved here, it was not an easy, like it was a tough move. Didn't left all my friends, left everything. And uh, just reached out to the guys. I knew John through men's group uh, where he was the leader. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, how's it going? You know, it's good talking to you. And uh, and then I found out you did the podcast. So I started listening to it. There was so, more. There was more to that. Yeah, there was, oh, there was, also, there ahead, was right? also, hey, I need some guys to hang out yeah. with. I need some people to surround myself with. Yep. So while you were dying inside, you also realized that this ain't Can't, good. No, it's not. Like, well, you had something a lot of men don't have. You had the balls to stand up and yeah. say, look, yeah. I need this. And, you yeah. know, how many guys out there think about it? That they're in a situation right now that are listening to this podcast that really desperately need friends, mm -hmm. but don't have the guts to just say it. Yeah. Because they're afraid of going back to what you said, Fritzy, of being exposed like you're weak or you're needy or whatever, like, oh, you need friends. You know, it's like we, we worry too much about what people are going to think and what they might say instead of just being real about it. Yeah, most of us grew up with old school fathers, at least possibly most of us in this room. Mm -hmm. Not sure, Mike, but, uh, you know, my dad, my dad would say, you know, what are you crying about? You want to stop reason? crying? I'll give you a reason to yeah. cry. I'll give you something to cry for. Yeah, exactly. So we were taught at a very young age, you know, don't be a puss. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I want to touch on because you hear us talk a lot about getting caught up in your feelers, mm -hmm. right? Well, there's a big difference between getting caught up in your feelers and identifying your feelings. And expressing well, good, Ray. in a mature, masculine yeah. way. And that, exactly. right, that's that's a key to being a man. It, right yeah, there. it's okay to have feelings. We all have feelings, right. right? And it's okay to express yourself. What we're saying, what we're saying though, is is that when you get caught up in every little feeling that you have, and you can't decipher between or discern between what's real and just what's you've created within yourself, mm -hmm. you know, when you get into things like insecurity or you know, uh, fear and all these different things that manifest in us as men that come out with, well, you know, he said something and that really hurt my feelings. You know, it's like. There are certain things, there's a certain way you got to handle yourself as a man. You right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with addressing somebody that's said something that's offended you or upset you, but you do it in a mature, masculine way. Right. You don't stomp your feet, pout, and go stomping off or hide in a room or throw a temper tantrum. Right. That's what we're talking about when we say getting caught up in your feelers. Exactly. You know? And what we're talking about here, as far as expressing your feelings, is like you said, in a mature, masculine way. Hey, you know what, dude? I know you might have been busting my balls, but you've been busting my balls for the last three months on the same thing. And it's really starting to, you know, piss me off. So I need you to kind of back off. Mm -hmm. That's the mainly way about going about it. Yeah. Now dude, I, get over it. I mean, how many times are we going to talk about this? Right. Exactly. He's going to bring it up now on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the biggest problem, I think, is that guys are, you know, like you said, we've been taught to, you know, suppress your feelings and, and, and hide them. And that's what we do. But part of being a man is being able to express them in a masculine way, identify them. Like my biggest thing is everything turned out to be anger. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was, you know, hurt by somebody, it turned into anger. If I was upset with somebody, it turned into rage. You know, and I, with that the wrong was, dude, that turns into violence. That was me. Every yeah. time. 
you know, and, and, and when you get to a place where you can't control that yeah. and you don't deal with it properly, that's where it ends up taking you. Yep. And, and if you don't get a harness on that, it's not going to just manifest with other dudes. It'll end up manifesting with your wife, with your children, Yeah, you know, in the workplace. It's, it's a dangerous place to be. But even more dangerous than that is hiding them and staying silent. Ooh, and there's a lot of dudes out there right now that are listening to this podcast and you got it going on. You're dying inside and you just don't have the balls to say something. Right. You know, it's like nothing makes me more aggravated when you got a guy that's going through something, doesn't tell you that he's going through, then he gets his feelings hurt because you didn't know he was going through something. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you're going to read his mind. Well, that happens <laughs> a lot in the church. I've seen that, you know, oh, yeah. we're supposed to be mind readers and. And uh, and it, then they get all their feelings hurt because the church hello you How didn't you know yeah, I'm good well mm-hmm. and even though you, when you do think you know somebody not everybody is as transparent as they try to portray either and they try to a lot of times what happens with men especially if you have another guy in your life that you have respect for or you have any kind of admiration most men are, are have trepidation of saying what's going on with them because they don't want to look bad in front of that person. Yeah, like yeah and you're not going to find most of the men that are going to air out their laundry on Facebook. Right. No. Right. So you... <laughs> but that's not the place to be airing out laundry anyway. No. But like you were saying, you don't want to disappoint or let somebody down. That could be somebody at work. Like, you know, like in the, in the organization of work that you've got a superior that behaves a certain way. And this is what we fall into too is, oh, he behaves that way. I don't want to disappoint him, so I can't let him know. You know, so now, so your dirty little secret becomes a dirty little secret, right? And and his dirty little secret is affecting you because you're trying to imitate him because he didn't have the balls to come out and talk about it either, right? It's a vicious cycle, man. There are so many guys out there that are dealing with this or or not dealing with it, not dealing with it. That's there you the go, problem. Johnny. And mm-hmm. what happens is is this thing is is bad, oh yeah, and it ends up bad for men. And we, you know, there's a lot of statistics out there that we've talked about on the podcast that we'll revisit today in this episode, because it's important to understand this is what it ends up being the after effect of men that are dying quietly instead of communicating. Yeah. And I've, I've got a story about uh, me personally that, uh, that we, that I'd like to talk about. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we get to that right after we take this quick break, Ray, and then you can share with that with our listeners. Okay. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. What up, man? This is Fritz, producer of The Battle Podcast. We want to thank you for listening today as we know your time is valuable. If you're finding this content helpful and useful in your life, well, maybe consider supporting us as a business sponsor or a personal gift. You know, a little goes a long way in helping us continue encouraging other men. We now have a PayPal account, which is quick, easy, and very secure. Just type in your browser, paypal.me forward slash the battle podcast that's paypal.me slash the battle podcast or snail mail us a check we don't care we just appreciate each and every one of you and as always don't hesitate to contact us at the battle podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest or you have a show suggestion that's the battle podcast at gmail.com okay enough of this let's get back to it hey welcome back everybody this is ray ray all day glad you stay tuned in um, I was going to touch on a little story that I had to say, and I know we've been touching a lot about work and stuff like that, but one, one personal, how it kind of personally got to me was, uh, when I would get, you know, angry or, 
or feel overwhelmed with what was going on with work or not working or, you know, the wife and I and decisions with the kids and stuff like that was I would just get really, really quiet and I wouldn't say anything. And my wife would come up to me and be like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. She's like, no, there's something wrong. What's going on? I said, don't worry about it. I'll figure this shit out. It's up to me. Oh, the famous last words of a man. Mm, right. I'll yep. figure this shit out. Don't worry. I got this. Right. And that was that was one of my biggest problems. And until I realized that, you know, if I can't figure it out, which as men, we're not supposed to not be able to figure it out. But when you've got a wife and you've got somebody there, let them help. Yep. That, that's who you want to help. That's, right. that's who you want to be honest with, the person that is the closest to you. Yeah. Yep. They know you the best. But then we talk about the exposure thing, right? And then yeah. the man yeah. doesn't want to feel or look weak in front of his wife. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or like he doesn't have it all together. He just mm. can't handle what's happening. So what does he do? He just tries to act like, like, like Ray said, I, I got this shit. I, I'm good. I'll figure this shit out. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, he's drowning. Yeah. yeah and, the, and the wife's trying to throw him a lifeline. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's, 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 crazy it's like you're drowning and she's giving you a, a safety you know a, a life vest uh-huh. and you're like nah i'm good and you throw it back at her right yep. and you end up drowning anyway and, and the biggest fear for women is lack of security so yeah. if you're over there saying that these things are like oh man now i'm just affecting her security like this is yeah. if i bring it up it's gonna bring up i mean it's gonna well, bring up some well that's your fear stuff. yeah exactly yeah. That, that's your fear and like you said it's the fear of exposure when you when you yep. really boil it all down it all comes to exposure either Exposure of being incompetent, exposure of being feared, you know, scared, exposure of, you know, looking weak. Yeah, looking weak. So that's why we always say it's exposure. And I wanted to bring that story up about my wife and I, because I know Mike has some statistics on what happens to men when they when they suck it all in and try to put it all. Yeah, but before yeah. we go there, there's a right. couple things I want to touch on before we go there because there's a lot of stuff that that's that's gonna ha- that contributes to these statistics yes, that Mike's absolutely. going to go ahead share with us. But um, you know, you take a guy that's in this situation, he is dying inside, he's got things going on. The bigger question is is okay, where does he go? Yeah. You know, where does he turn? Who does he turn to? And you know, for us, you know, we talk about being believers and everything, and, and you know, the natural thing is is well, you go to the church. Well, when you go to the church and the church has has been feminized and has been geared towards women, no, oh, yeah. And most churches today don't even have men's groups. You know, they don't even have men's ministries. Where does a guy go? Yeah, the word. <laughs> I found that out. Well, it's easier. Go ahead. Yeah, you know? Going to the word, you know, for us, for a mature Christian, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But for a guy that's just Correct. trying to figure it out, Correct. he don't even know. You know, Doesn't crack know. the Bible, let alone even understand what it means. Yeah, because so. yeah, the non Christians. They're they're gonna go. Uh, my my thought. They're gonna go to the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're a lot going, of Christians will go to the bar too. They're gonna yeah. go. They're gonna go somewhere to medicate that problem. And the medication always isn't the best thing. I mean, and just a couple of things that we medicate it with is you know, you know, alcohol, yeah. drugs. Mm-hmm. Men do uh, medicate it with porn. I mean, mm-hmm. they extracurricular activities, work. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. And what happens is is once that medication stops working. Or doesn't doesn't fix the problem, that's when we start getting into some major issues, and that's you know where the statistics that you're going to share with us, yeah. Mike, and, and we've shared a lot of these already, but I yeah. think it's important to revisit these things because this is how these things manifest. Yeah, and that's the thing about stats—they do change. I mean, the ones that I was able to find, it wasn't really too much change, um, but you know, COVID definitely did not help things. Uh, right. But uh, right now, it's 
four times more likely than a man, for a man to commit suicide than a woman. And that's 70% of all suicides. And what do women do better than men? Communicate. Communicate, Communicate right? They talk. Yeah. A lot of it, it, that right there in itself is, is one of the major contributing factors. Men don't do a very good job of communicating, but let alone communicating their feelings. Right. Well, the interesting thing about that, actually, I'm not laughing, but just the way I read it, read it is it's they're more likely to attempt or talk about suicide. That's, you know, the, the women, that? women, women, are? yeah, women. That's the most likely to express it. Men are, like I said, dying quick, dying quietly. And, and then boom, and just boom, just, just to complete it. And so the highest, the thing is interesting, the highest rate was middle-aged white men. So, so women want to communicate the fact that, hey, these are thoughts running through my head. This is what, you know, is going on. I'm at this point in my life right now yep. where men just pull the trigger. Yep. 130 suicides a day. I was looking at the stat. <sighs> yeah. And you're saying that four times as many men than women. So, mm -hmm. yep. <sighs> so mean. basically by just the women, by seeking, mm -hmm. you know, help by admitting yep. that I'm, I'm struggling with this, they get the, the help that they yep. need. Mm-hmm. To not do it where guys just put it in on themselves and just yeah and, and unfortunately a lot of those numbers are veterans so oh man people oh, yeah. coming in ptsd um those, those are some of the numbers i was looking at that it was not fun looking up these stats because it's definitely emotional <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i mean it's just there's it I, I don't know it's tough to even talk about right now because it's just it, it was a topic and when I was younger, you know, I, yeah. it, I never committed it, never, never attempted it. But, you know, there was always thoughts. You, you know, know, last when, week when we talked on, on truth and here it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there was always yeah. thoughts of it, um, but never, you know, thank God never happened. And this is before I became, you know, became a born again Christian. You know, but there's a lot, that, you know, you, you dig deep inside the onion. There's, I, I jokingly well, there's tell a lot my, of layers. Yeah, right? There's a lot of layers. Yeah. I mean, I jokingly tell my wife that, you know. I pretty much all that memory is gone. It's like it's it's I w wiped it clean so I could focus on things I need to focus on now. Like and, any history, yeah, past my past, and, and that's why you knew when you got uh -huh. here. Absolutely, yeah. you needed some Correct. guys. Correct. Yep. I didn't have that in Maine. Like, uh, it was crazy because when I was just visiting Maine, I just recently got back, and I the the thing that happened the most with me was the the people that I ended up hanging out with were friends that I went to church with or people that I knew people I played softball with through the church. It was a hundred percent of God thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, I'm going to go to their church. I'm going to go check it out. You know? And then just, that's the type of relationship that I never felt like I had until I left it. Ah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. Yep. So. But, but I mean, I, it's because of what I've built here. Right. Right. So I now you can identify. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Gotcha. But that just, that, just, I mean, this, this whole conversation just keys in on what we always say that you have to have a good core group of guys, two, three guys that you can talk to about anything, even if they're not Christians, and if they're, you, if they're just your yeah, buddies, but make sure guys that'll push back on you too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, guys that are going to tell you the truth. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, make sure they're they don't not challenge you. They're not your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that and that's what you've got to have, man. Whether you're Christian or not, doesn't matter at this point. That you've got to have a core group of guys that you can communicate with that aren't just gonna, you know, nod your head at you saying, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I get it." You well, because you'll find yourself hiding, uh, hiding other places. I mean, one yeah. of the other things we talked about was was like porn. I mean, yep. that, that's another place that men try to find themselves some kind of, you know, yeah, <laughs> a place of refuge, so to speak. You know, it was scary to see the amount of money over a little over three thousand dollars is spent on porn every minute. 
Every and minute? Sorry, sorry, I take it back. Every second on the Ooh. internet. And this is an older stat. And keep in mind, there's a lot of free porn out there. If you've ever, I never, you know, I've, I'm going back to my old past, but yeah, I used to get involved in that. And yeah. that's what you look for. But uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's being paid for now when the, the options are there too, that number's got to be way off. We used to just steal magazines from the store. <laughs> but that is, that is crazy, man. 3,000. What about the statistic of how many users every yeah. second? A L- little under 30,000 users a second. Users. Wow. What do you mean users? Like, like people logging into their accounts, checking it out, watching it. Oh, porn users. Porn users, yeah. And yeah. what percent wow. of that would you say are men? Well, I don't have that one handy, right? Now, I think John. we saw that, and it was more like close to 80, yeah. 80 to it was, Oh, yeah, it was high. But it was creeping up as the, I mean. And yeah, women were creeping up women, up women were build, building their way up. But, but, but the, still. Thing, the thing about it, like you always say, that's the medicator. That's not the problem. Right. You know, all of all of this stuff is is medicated, you know, except for suicide. That's that's mm-hmm. not medication. That's, I mean, but you're, the drugs and the alcohol and the porn is you're trying to avoid your real problems by not telling anybody yeah. your problems. Uh-huh. And you're trying, to, you're trying to numb that feeling or you're trying to find release or find refuge in something that's not sustainable. Right. It's not real. It's, it's not even tangible. And, you know, you, you find yourself in the, and then, you, you know, you know the vicious cycle. I mean, I've never really had a major issue with porn. That's never been my thing. But I've talked to a lot of guys that have. Mm-hmm. And it's like the guilt, too. It's like you look at it, you feel guilty about doing it. So you don't want to tell anybody about it. So it becomes yeah. a dirty little secret. But then you find yourself, the more you dwell on it, the more you find yourself doing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a known fact that if you fixate on something, like not wanting to do something, you'll gravitate towards doing it more often. Well, back in my, I mean, we're going to be more honest. I mean, back in my day, man, I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, everybody else is doing it. Why, why not? Yeah. That's what it felt like. It was like, oh, the, this is what people are doing. All right. That's fine with me. I mean, if that's what people are watching, it is. But the question is, is why? Right. You know, that's the thing we got to ask ourselves. Like, why do I find myself being drawn to this? Well, here, here's another thing before we get into the why is that that dirty little secret whether whether it be porn, alcohol, drugs, whatever, that then becomes another thing on your mind that you're holding to yourself that you're keeping silent. Oh yeah. So you just keep unintentionally stacking shit on top of it. Yep. You just keep building more bars to that prison, man. Right. Ooh. Exactly. It's good. And you're you're encapsulated in your own shame and guilt. Right. Exactly. And it just gets worse and worse. And that's why guys end up doing things like suicide. Yeah. Because they just can't find their way out. Before they know it, they're so deep, they think there's no other way out. They're so engulfed with the darkness, they don't see the light. And it's, it's, it's a feeling of hopelessness. And, and then again, you know, the shame and, and the fear of exposure keeps men from discussing it. And they don't discuss it. And the other part of it, too, is, is you know, men struggle with this one little word, and it's so powerful, and it's called trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard for a man to trust. And once a guy's trust is violated, well, now you lost him. You know, for instance, if, and I would just put this out there to any men that, you know, listen to this podcast, if you have somebody that's confiding in you or leaning on you and telling you things that are confidential, that's not to be meant to be shared with other people, no. especially your spouse. Right. You know, I mean, I remember years ago, we were in a men's group and we were talking and one of the guys had shared one of the struggles he was having. And one of the guys in the group went back and told his wife. Whew. And then his wife told the guy's wife, Mm. And then you had a shit storm and it's like, look, man, that's not what this is about. Right. You know, 
when you when you're building relationships with other men, you need to keep that stuff close to the vest. It's not to be shared. It's not to be thrown around. It's not, you know, the old Christian cliche. Well, you better pray for old Fritzy because he's doing this. No, that's <laughs> not how it works. That's yeah. just that's gossip. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And we got to be careful as men that we don't go, that we don't get in a place where we're not guarding that because trust is is huge for a man, yeah. Especially, yeah, for especially for men. And once they lose that trust, it's hard to get them back. Trust and respect—that's what a man wants. Well, if they can't trust you, they don't respect you, right? But I'm just yeah. saying those are the they two go hand in hand, right? Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah, dude, this was deep. <laughs> some of the results that we see through this, though, is you know. Divorce, yeah. abuse, yeah. absenteeism. And when we're talking about absenteeism, as men tend to withdraw, we use the word shrink, but then they're, they're there, but they're not there. They're checked out. That's yeah. the end game. You yeah. know, that's what, uh, that's what porn will do for you or any other uh, substance abuse or anything like that. That's the end man. game. That's the, that's the end result. Broken cisterns. You've got to reach out. You've got to speak up, guys. You cannot die silently. There's two, and you know, the stats just told us there's way too many guys out there dying silently. Well, think about this. We're talking about, you know, suicides and physical death, but how many men right now are emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, relationally dead right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bunch. They're just dead. They're just, they're gone. A bunch. They're wiped out. They're checked out. They're just going through the motion, checking boxes. Yeah. And they wake up every day longing for something more because they're not living. And, and I can speak personally. I, I mean, that happens to me periodically, you know, and, and Mike, he spoke of it too. It happened to him. And without that core group of guys, with, and, and if you're looking for a core group of guys, reach out to, to people right there in your area. If not, hit us up. Hit us up on the battle podcast at gmail.com. We'll we'll talk with you guys. I don't know how we could be your core at the time, but don't don't die silently. Reach out. Reach out to someone. I had a brother that, uh, and we'll close on this uh, tonight. But uh, I had a brother that called me out of the blue, and I hadn't talked to him in probably about six months, close to a year. And he was going through some stuff, and he just disappeared, you know. And I well, I'd say I hadn't talked to him, but periodically we'd kind of talk, check in, how you doing, brother, blah blah. blah. And he was going through a very dark time and he hit me up. He reached out and we had a conversation and he was like, this is what's going on. And I'm so angry right now. And I just want to do this. And we just want to do that. And I was like, look, bro, I mean, just pump the brakes. And, you know, we talked, talked, did some talking back and forth. And, and he was like, okay. And he calmed down and he sent me a text a couple of days later. He said, bro, you don't realize how close I was to the edge. Because I was at a place where I was getting ready to do something really stupid to somebody else or do something stupid to myself. I was going to be like front page news. And I'm like, talk about putting a weight on it, brother. But he was like, you know, he goes, if I hadn't reached out to you and you hadn't talked to me and just kind of told me the truth because I needed that because it wasn't really what I wanted to hear, but it was the truth. And I knew that when you told me, it's because you, you, you generally love me and care about me you just kind of brought me back, back into reality. And I was like, I'm so glad that I made that phone call. And I, you know, tonight I want to dedicate this, this, this podcast to all the guys that didn't make the phone call. Didn't send the text. 
that didn't, you know, pick up the phone, that didn't come over to the house or stop by at work or come see you over at the, the ball field or the church or the garage or wherever it may be that allowed themselves to get caught up within themselves in a very dark and lonely place. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I got good news for you. You still have the one thing that matters most is hope. You got hope, man. You don't have to die alone. You don't have to die within yourself. Open your mouth. Say something. There are people out there that will listen. And you know what? If you make the right decisions and surround yourself with the right people, there are people out there that will love you enough to tell you the truth. And that, my friends, that's where the revolution goes. 